Now, before I get into the message, I've just got something that's been on my heart for a while. And you've got these banner things on the sides here with kind of a mission statement that Church Unlimited has had for a while. And at the top of it is this word called. And I've been looking at that down at the West Campus for a while and going, I wonder what people really think. Why has it got called on top of everyone? And what does that really mean? See, and I think there's, there's an issue that as not a church or this campus or every campus of Church Unlimited has, but the church in New Zealand has, it's like, oh yeah, the people that are on stage, they're doing a great thing. Keep going. I, I, I applaud you. You're doing awesome. But see, when you read through Scripture, the church isn't the staff or the church isn't the building. The church is who? It's you guys. We're the church. And something that's a hallmark of Church Unlimited right from 30 years ago when Pastor Tark came along to what was Church of the Way way back then has always been the voice of God. And it's really interesting in Acts chapter 12, 13, verse 2. This is where um, we sent out Barnabas and Saul, the church did. It's really interesting what said is that as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, now separate to me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work which I, this is God, has called them. And see, I want to say really clearly what's sitting on these banners is not what Pastor Tark is called to, but what we're all called to. And it's really important to understand, these aren't just a good idea. This is actually what God has called and commissioned and asked Church Unlimited. And who's Church Unlimited? You guys, me, everyone who calls Church Unlimited home, to do. And so it's really important to go, actually, God, you've asked me to do that. You've asked me to go out and see your gospel expand, which is basically what apostolic influence means. That's what you've asked me to do. And that looks like in your street. That looks like in Whangarei. That looks like in New Zealand. But it's understanding that's what God's called us to do. He's called us to preach the entire... Actually, I've left my Bible down there, but that's all right. They're always on the screen. Uh, He's called us to get the Word of God out there. It's not He's called Pastor Tark or Pastor Don. He's called you. And, and when we start understanding that God's called us to really do something, it, it changes our focus. Because it's not about, oh, oh, what's the staff team doing? No, it's what, what are we doing? And when we start really understanding that God's called you, not just said, oh, here's a good idea, but that's what God's called us to do. It changes our thinking. I just really want to encourage you with that. It's something that's been on my heart. It's to understand that we are called. Now, something um, that Pastor Tark is preaching down in Auckland today, and I am actually, to be honest, not really sure what it's going to look like right across Church Unlimited, but it's something that's happening, and it's kind of, kind of going to weave in through my message this morning, is we have a real passion for the Bible. Uh, as a church, we don't want to just preach good ideas. We want to preach the entire Word of God. You know, I've been along to some churches, and they don't even talk about hell anymore. And, and some of them don't even want to talk about the cross because, oh, that's blood, and that's a bit icky. No, that's the Bible, and that's what's happened. And we've got to teach the whole Scripture. And yet I know what's happening is people aren't reading the Word as much as they used to. And, and for 2019, we want to see that increase. And, and one place to set start is in our churches. 
You know, we want to see it increase right across the body of Christ, but it's got to start with us. And um, there's a guy named Peter Shaw who attends the West Campus who uh, has been on Radio Rima for years and years. And he created this thing called Soul Food, if we just want to chuck that up. And Soul Food is a way of reading through the scriptures in a year that's... uh, it's contained or written at the very bottom of all the word for today's. So we have got the ability to use it because he wrote it, he put it all together. And we just want to encourage people to be opening their Bible every day. What's really cool about soul food, and you can see it on there, um, there's like each day there's a passage from the New Testament, a passage from the Old Testament, a psalm and a proverb. Maybe for you, you're like, man, it's time for me to actually read the entire Bible and you're going to give that a go. For some of you, you're like, man, I haven't opened my Bible in a month. But actually just reading one psalm every day that's listed there would be a massive step forward. But I reckon if we all did it together, we could encourage each other and see the the reading of God's Word increase. Because the truth is, if we're not reading the Word, we're really relying on what's coming from the pulpit. But that's not Christianity. So it's something that's going to come through and you're going to hear more about it. And if you don't get the word for today's, we're going to put out those bookmarks that you can see. So you can put it in your Bible. And you know what I'm challenged about? It's time for me to stop you know, using my phone all the time and actually open the Bible again and, and having pages in front of me. And I think, actually, that's going to be a real novel thing. I haven't done that for a while. You know, I, I use my Bible at church. But, you know, it's time to actually open the scriptures and really hear from God. And I just want to say, as you hear about it more, join with us as a family. And when I'm saying the family, I'm talking about Kaitaia right down to Rotorua and Sydney and Tuvalu, all of us together. And let's get back into God's word. Is that a good idea? Okay, good. Right. This morning, I really want to get very practical. I've got an illustration in front of you. Some of you may have seen it before or heard about it, but this is really going to bring out what I feel God has laid on my heart. Now, over the last while, we've been talking about the thought of all in and having an all in faith. And yet, I know that probably our biggest challenge is, well, how do I fit everything all in? And really, that's the thought, is not all in, but we need to be intentionally all in. We need to do things on purpose. You can't just let life just happen because otherwise the stuff that happens won't be the important things. We have to be smart and we have to be intentional about it. So if it's all right, can we just pray? Okay, let's close our eyes. Father, I just want to say thank you this morning that you have been here and you are here. God, and more than anything, you're going to speak personally and individually, God, to every, every one of us today. God, give us ears to hear what you're saying. Lord, not not my words, but your words. Father, open our ears, remove distractions, God, and let us be able to focus on your voice today, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so I haven't really introduced myself. That's because the next slide's going to help that. So I am Sam. I am married to Jody. If you haven't met Jody um, or myself, hi. Um, we have been, uh, I've been on staff at Church Unlimited down in Auckland for the last 15 years. Um, I married Tark's only daughter, so there's no escape for me. I'm stuck. <laughs> you laugh, but it's the truth. There's no way out. Well, there is, but that would be very bad, and I'm not going to think about that. But anyway, so, um, so that's Jody and I, and I've got two kids. Uh, Zach, who is here, he's seven, and he 
broke his arm falling off a scooter, not one of the green ones, because they're ridiculously expensive, and I haven't ridden one yet, but he, it's like you guys haven't heard of the green scooters in Auckland. Oh, they're crazy. If you drive through town, like, it's everywhere, and like, that's happened in the last six weeks. It's gone from no scooters to like every corner, and everyone's riding these scooters, but anyway, so he fell off the scooter, and we're praying that the cast will come off on the 24th, because I don't want to go through Christmas with him having his cast on. But, um, and I've got a daughter, Emma, who's five. So if you just want to chuck up that photo. Now, this is, this is Zach and Emma. That's on Emma's first day, which was about oh, two months ago, her first day of school. And I remember it very, very clearly. Um, a couple of days before that, we had her party. You know, fifth birthday party's pretty big, and everyone came to church, and we hired out the hall there, and we did a whole lot of stuff. And what was really good is uh, Adrian, Pastor Tark and Adrian, they took Zach and Emma home after the party so we could clean up and sort everything out. So we went home and we were cleaning everything out. And then once I'd done all the things I could do because I'm very useless in the kitchen, so, and Jody doesn't want me to get into the kitchen because I just mess it up. So I was sitting at the kitchen bench and I pulled out this. And this is um, Emma's kindy portfolio. That's Emma on the front here when she first went to school. And basically, they've just put together a whole lot of memories of everything that they did um, at kindy. And I was sitting on the kitchen bench, and I was flicking through this. And you're like, why are you telling me this? And, and uh, this is why I'm telling you this. All of a sudden, I'm, I'm sitting at the kitchen bench, I'm flicking through this, and all of a sudden, I started to cry. Not, not like a crocodile tear. I started to weep like like I don't cry and I was crying like what's going on with me? I'm I'm sitting here thinking am I having a like a breakdown? Like is, is something going on? Like I mean I, I just don't cry. I don't. I'm a Kiwi bloke. I don't cry. I just don't. But I'm sitting there. I'm flicking through this and literally I'm, I'm like there's, there's tears dropping on the kitchen bench and and, and I tried to walk away from this, and I just couldn't stop crying. And, and Jody came down, and she said, are you all right? And I'm like, no. And I, I'm like, what's going on? And see, the thing was, I, I wasn't crying because Emma had turned five. I was crying because there were all these memories. And I'm thinking, she's now five, and what have I done? I'm, I'm not in any of these because I was at work and not at kindy, but... The question is, what does she remember of me? Have I been a good dad? What have I done? Have I been smart with my time? And, and that, those thoughts that came to me at that moment, and maybe you've had an experience like that, and I don't ever want to forget it because it was a real reminder to me that actually God's given me a responsibility and of being a dad, of being the only dad that hopefully Zach and Emma ever know, and that I have to be the best father I can be. doesn't mean I have to be perfect, but I have to be there. And the question was, have I been there? What, what did those five years look like? If she thinks back, what is she going to remember? And, and the truth is, honestly, me crying, it lasted for over an hour. It was ridiculous. And, and even thinking about it now, I, it's, still, it's still sad because that, those thoughts of, they're going to grow up, and many of you have experienced that. And what have we done? Have we been intentional with our time? What have we done? And you know, it's really interesting. The Bible actually makes it really clear about time. And, and Moses wrote 
in Psalm 90 verse 12. Teach me to number our days and recognize how few they are. Help us to spend them as we should. I want to pull out two things here, number and spend. Now, we're coming up to Christmas, so parents here will know what it means to number our days. Because do you know what numbering our days means? It means knowing that exactly there's 16 more sleeps to Christmas. Okay, that is numbering your days. My PA gets married on Tuesday. She's been numbering her days. A bride knows how to number their days. She has probably got two sleeps until she's married. I'm hoping she's still looking forward to it and not got cold feet. But you know what I mean, numbering your days? I don't want to ask for a show of hands, but I'm sure there's some adults here who've been counting down like that till Christmas. But that's what Moses was saying. Help us to actually count out our days, to be thinking about them. But then he says, help us to spend them as we should. Now, hands up. Hands up, who has actually heard the phrase, time is money? Okay, this was a test to see how interactive you are, because I'm sure you've all heard of it, right? Time is money. Imagine if we valued our time as much as we valued money. Now, for those of you, like Steve and myself, who love Trade Me, just think about if we valued our time as much as we valued money, think about all the, not hours, days that we've wasted looking for bargains in the mall or on Trade Me, and to think about all that time that we spent trying to save $20. Do, do, do you know what I'm saying? You know, we spend all that time, and what value do you place on time than on money? And that's what Moses was saying, help us to spend them as we should, because time is money. And I know, right now, all the ladies here, you go through the mall and you're going from one shop to the other, to the other, to the other, and you're going, oh, what's the best one? What's the best deal? Can I save some money here? And yet you've probably spent two hours shopping and spent... Well, probably, uh, up here probably a lot more than I'd imagine. But anyway, you, you get my point. But then I've been thinking about, you know, now I, I bank with ASB. I'm not recommending them, but I just bank with them. And right now on my phone, I can, I can go on my phone at any moment and put in my PIN number and I can see my bank balance at any time of the day. Imagine if we had an app that we could go on to our phone and see how we've spent our time. A TSB account, a time savings bank. Can you, what would that tell you? Not your bank balance, but your time balance. Because I think God's actually far more interested in your time account than your bank account. God's far more interested in how you're intentionally spending the time that he's given you than on how you're using your money. Because I want to say, time is far more valuable than money. It is. But our problem in our Western world is we've got it all wrong. We've got it all backwards. But, and if we're going to be intentional, we've got to start thinking about how are we using our time. You know, time is valuable. Time is money. It is so important. If you can actually get that revelation. I mean, that's what Moses was saying. Time is money. And if we started valuing time as much as we valued money, how we 
lived out her days would be changed. It would be radically different. And I think we need to get that understanding that you can't exchange time. You can't buy the wrong gift of time and take it back like you can with a top. You can't get it back. You can't ask for a refund. Once it's gone, it's gone. And I guess that's the revelation that I had when I was looking through this, is I can't get any of those days back. Those five years are gone. And I can only do better or more with the time ahead because I can't ask for a refund of any of those five years. And you're thinking, right now you're thinking, this is pretty practical. Sam, you're just talking about time. Well, I want to say something that I don't think we've probably ever stopped to think about. But Andy Stanley mentioned this when, uh, when I was listening to a message, and I want to develop it a bit further. But I think anything to do with time is a spiritual matter. Because time is a gift from God, and how you use your time matters to God. And whatever matters to God is a spiritual matter. And we need to start thinking, hold on, this is important. Are you, are you getting that? Time is important. It's so important. And it is a gift from God, and He is interested in how you spend it, or you use it, or you waste it. It's interesting. You can actually use the same words that you use for money as you use for time. Man, if you can get that revelation that time is money, I think it will change. But then I've got another question. And some of you have already done it during the service. You've already looked at your watch and gone, what's the time? How long has he been talking for? When do we finish? How do I get out of here? And the question we ask so often is, what's the time? We, we look at our watch and we go, what's the time? But I want to say maybe it's time that we stopped asking ourselves, what is the time? But what am I doing with my time? You know, every time we look at our watch, don't think, oh, it's now 5 to 11. But thinking, what have I done today? Have I done anything today that's of any internal lasting value? Have, have I spent my time wisely? Have I been intentional with it? And I know this is hard hitting, but it's the truth. If we're really going to maximize our days, we've got to be smart with it, and we've got to think about our time. So you've been looking at these jars and thinking, what's he going to do? Well, let's just imagine this jar here represents your time. Whether it's a day, whether it's a week, a month, a year, your lifetime, this jar, empty jar, represents your time. These little white stones, they're not mints. One of the staff members did try to come and eat one the other day. But anyway, they're not mints, they're stones. These stones represent all the fun things in life. The fun things like Facebook. For some of you young people, Instagram or Snapchat. And all of these stones, actually, for some of you, is all social media. And that's all it is. But you understand that they're all the fun things in life. They're not bad. They're just the fun things that we need in our lives to make it enjoyable. You know, like hanging out with friends, uh, sport, well, it depends if it's exercise, gaming, you know. What's that, what's that game that all the kids are into? Yeah, you know it. The, some of you, adults even, this represents Fortnite, and it's taken up too much space. But anyway... 
And these are all the fun things. And, and you know what I want to say? God, God wants you to have fun. You know, movies, TV, shopping, shopping, ladies shopping. That, actually, I need more stones for shopping. But anyway, you, you know what I'm saying? It's hanging out with friends. It's doing all those things. They're not critical, but they're important. They're what, they're what makes it fun. But see, the problem is, is they're often there. And then the rocks, they represent probably the more important things in life. So probably, I don't know, we've been talking about it, like our kids. And we've got to have the important things, like our kids in, in our life. And, and then probably if you're married, your spouse, uh, small spouse. Jody would kill me if I used the big rock for that. But, you know, and then, the, then for most of us, like how the, there's work and it's kind of a job. It's kind of quite big. Got, got to get that in there. And then there's study or, or education or something like that. And then, oh, what about our, not going to church, but our relationship with God? Yep, that should go in there, right? Okay, and then, then what else is there? Oh, exercise. We can't forget about that. We've only got one body, so we. Um, then, what have we left out? Attending church. Uh, what about other important things like just being in the community? You know, there's, there's so many things. I mean, the truth is, if, if we're honest, I, I probably did this in the wrong order. See, our relationship with God is that one. But I, I, yeah, I'll come to church um, and I'll, I'll be in the community and I'll do something, but that only just fits. But you mean actually spending time praying and reading the Bible? Well, that just, there's no space. And that's kind of what happens is... is we put all the white stones in. We put Fortnite and shopping and, and internet and TV and movies in. And, and then we, we, we don't forget about most important things. But for some of you, you've got everything else in. But these represent your family. And they represent your spouse. And, and they're not in the jar. And, and you're like, oh. Or, or you're actually neglecting work. And that ends up really being a big problem in the end. Because that's the truth. Now... I want to say that a few, I'm not sure whether you watched this, um, whether you got to see this message, but there's a slide up here that I'm about to show, and Pastor Tark preached a message on it, and he talked about, it's coming, it's a graph, that one. And, and this kind of talked about the fact that for many of us, the white line represents what we think our spiritual growth is, that the more we grow, the more we learn, the more we know, our obedience to God increases at the same time. And yet I want to say that in the Western world, it's more like the red line. We come to church and, and we learn and we keep learning and we keep learning and we keep learning great things, but we don't do. And, and that is exactly what our spiritual growth line, because really obedience is actual real spiritual growth. Because it's not about knowing, it's about doing. And, and it's really important to understand that because right now you're thinking this. You're thinking this, Sam, I, I know how to spend my time. And, and let me tell you, 
probably everything I'm going to say this morning is not new. But that's not the question. The question is, what are you actually doing with your time? And how are you doing it? And is God saying, look, it's time to start putting as much value on your time as you do on money. It's time to start realizing that it's not about knowing what you should be doing, but actually doing it. And I know I'm speaking to myself. I mean, that was that revelation with Emma and the kids. You know, I've got to spend more time with the kids. I've got to invest more time there. I've got to put more value on actually spending that quality time with God. Yes, I'm at church all the time, but am I spending time with God? And they're two different rocks. I want to be really clear about that. They are different rocks and they're different things. They're different ways of doing it. For some of you, it's, you're doing great with your family, but your spouse, oh, oh that's family. No, it's different. I want to say it's different. You can invest a lot into your kids, but not a lot into your marriage. But right now, across this room, you're thinking of something different. And that's exactly what I want. I want God to be speaking personally and saying, hey, it's time to be intentional. It's time to be smart with your money. It's time to start doing the right things. And you're saying, Sam, intentionally, I've never read that in Scripture. Well, that's right. I haven't found the word intentional in there at all either. But if you go back into the Hebrew and the Greek, there's a word that they use that really just actually grabs them. And you're going to go, ah, I get it now. See, the word intentional is not in there, but the word seek or prioritizes in there. And there's a few verses that really capture this. You, God, are my God. Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you with my whole being, longs for you. Seek intentional. The, the scriptures that will come up, that's Psalm 63. Well, Psalm 119, I seek you with all my heart. I'm intentional to go after you. Now, of course, you're going, yes, Sam, but what about that one? Well, of course, I'm not going to forget that one. Matthew 6. What does Matthew 6 say? Seek first. But here's a revelation that I got, and you might actually need to turn to your Bible to check that I'm not just making up the words up there. Because this is what God says, and we miss it. We miss it, we'll seek first. It's like, okay, God, I'm putting you first. No, but listen to what he says before that in verse 31. Therefore, do not worry, what shall we eat? Boys, men, that's one of those white stones. We're thinking about our stomachs all the time. Or what shall we drink? This is actually Bible. I'm not making this up. This is Matthew 6 verse 31. Or ladies, what shall we wear? Okay, white stones. Those are all the white stones. If the Bible was getting written in 2018... It would be reading, what shall we play, or what shall we watch, or what shall we do? But you get the words, right? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. Now, the Gentiles, the unchurched, the unsaved, that's what they're worrying about. They're worrying about all those white things. That's their priority. But listen to this. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. You know, I love the scripture. You know what God's saying here? You need the white stones. He's not saying he doesn't want you to have fun. See, and I think we miss that. God wants you to have fun. I'm not so sure whether God wants us to be playing Fortnite, but God wants us to be enjoying life. God is not anti-TV or anti-anything, as long as it's not affecting your spirit, man. 
But he actually wants you to have fun. He wants you to be spending time with your family. He wants you to be playing sport. God wants all that. And he's saying, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things, but seek first the kingdom of God. Seek him first, and all these things will be added. So let's demonstrate. Okay, this is, this is where you're going to see this. Okay, so if we put our relationship with God, our Bible reading absolutely first, okay, and we put it in there. And then I, I want to say we probably, I'm just making this up, I'm not looking at my notes, but we probably should put our spouse in next, okay, or something like that. My revelation, kids, they do need to go in there, okay, and they need to stay in there. And we, we need to put them in. Put, seek first these important things. Put them first. Okay, probably, it's unfortunate, but work, it's a big rock, but work does need to go in there, okay? Because if you don't, it ends up having some big ramifications everywhere, right? So, you know, fa- kids, family, relationship with God. Now, here's a revelation that some of you need to get. Relationship with God's gone in there. This is church attendance. It needs to go in there. But you can't correlate church attendance with relationship with God. God does tell you that when you build his relationship with him, you're going to come to church. But if you think just coming to church is going to sort out your relationship with God, it's not. That's why we're going after Bible reading. That's why we're wanting to, we want you to come and pray. Because you know, you know my revelation? If you, find, if you can have the spare time to get along to a prayer meeting, but you don't, I'm just being honest and it might be a bit ouchy, how much are you praying at home? I'm not saying you're not, but, but it is easier to pray together than to pray separately. And, and those are the things that need to go in there. So church attendance, right? We'll put that in there. Students, study. If you leave it out, you fail. And God is interested in it. You've got to actually put it in. Don't, don't put study after the white rocks. Put study in before the white rocks. Is that all right? That makes sense, right? Yes. The mums are saying yes. The, the, all the students are going no. Okay, what else? Let me, let me just say exercise. The older you get, the more you realize it's important. But if you've neglected it for too long, it's too late. Exercise actually needs to go in there. If you look through the Bible, just the same as time is very practical, exercise, looking after yourself, it's important. Okay, you've got to put it in there. Okay, this one, it's whatever you're thinking we've forgotten. Okay, whatever you're thinking I've forgotten, that represents that one. Okay, and you're saying, but Sam, where's all the fun things? Where's all the fun things? This is the point. If you seek God first and put everything else in there, you watch what God will do. This is not what I'm saying will happen. This is what God wants to do from Matthew chapter 6, okay? Shopping. Facebook. More Facebook. Friends. Little bit of TV. Okay. You think I've forgotten? Fortnite, Fortnite. You see what? It all fits. 
And that's what you've got to see. If you put God first, it all fits. But I'm talking about being intentional. So watch this. Let's be a little bit intentional about this. There's still more room. Now, Pastor Don's not here this morning, but you're going to get this. You ready? You're like, what's he got? I'm bringing my Bible just to be a good preacher, but if you're really intentional and you do all that, there's still time for golf. (laughs) Can you see it? And and this is the the point that I, I actually want you to all see, is that if we see time as really valuable to God, if we're intentional about our time, we can have it all. But if you do it around the wrong way, you will leave out relationship with God. You will leave out family. You will leave out the important things. And why? Because we're humans. And that's just what happens. And you're like, Sam, I, I need another scripture on this. I need, to, I need to understand this more. Now, first of all, I really actually want to say, go home and meditate on Matthew 6, verse 31 to 33. Because all of a sudden, it will change your perspective. It will change the way you see It'll change, not, oh, i just got to put God first. No, these other things will come when you put God first. See, God wants you to have life and have it to the fullest. Isn't that right? God wants you to have fun. Maybe that's a revelation that some of you actually need to get. God wants you to enjoy life. Some of you aren't even nodding to that. Sometimes you actually need to realize God designed you to have fun. And we actually bring pleasure to him when we have life and enjoy it but not if we don't put the things in that we need to first so i want us to turn before i do i just want to say something that some of you might be getting the revelation but some of you actually need to hear it to do this you actually need to get your cell phone out and find the button that you've never used before and turn it off. Okay? Some of you need to come home from work or once the kids are in bed and find the off button on the TV and turn it off. Because those are the practical steps of being intentionally all in. Is actually you've got to say no to some things to be able to put the other things first. For some of you, it's actually unplugging the Xbox or the PlayStation or whatever it is and just going, I don't need to do it every day. Yeah, you don't have to. But that's actually the key. For some of you, let me tell you, life still goes on if you don't check social media. It still happens. And guess what? If you check it the next day, the posts are still there. It's a revelation that I'm being genuine. Life still happens without social media. Some of you, even I remember when there was no social media. And life still happened. It was pretty cool. But anyway, so I just want us to quickly look at another verse. It's Ephesians, I'm just checking. Yeah, Ephesians 5 verse 15. Because this is where Apostle Paul makes it really clear. Okay, this is what he says. Be very careful then how you live, 
I'm going to read the whole thing out. Not as unwise, but as wise. Redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. The first thing is, we've all got the same amount of time, and we're all going to spend it. And how you live is how you spend time. You get that? This is what Apostle Paul's talking about. How you spend your time is how you live. That's, that's the correlation. Your life is your time. So how you use your time is actually how you live. So he's saying, be careful how you spend your time. Be intentional. Be very intentional. Be very careful. Be very intentional. And then he says this really interesting word, redeeming the time. Now you're like, what does redeeming mean? Redeeming is a word they use for being an accountant with your time. Add it up, check it balances. Not just at do the maths, but check that the balance is right and that you're being a wise steward with your money. That's the word redeeming. It's actually sitting back and going, oh, let's have a look at how I spent my time today. Was that a good use of my day? My question, and I'll be honest, before I put this message together, I'd never done that. I'd never sat down and thought to myself, actually, let's, let's actually look at today and where did I spend my time? What did I do with it? If you can get it, it'll change the way you look at your time. So we've got to count it up. But then the days are evil. And you're like, what? You mean the world is evil? No, this is the point. Right now, society will do everything it can to suck your attention to the white stones. Not society is wicked and bad and everywhere you turn it's evil. Well, we could say that, but that's not what it's actually saying. What it's saying is there's pressure and there's current on us to be sucked to the wrong things. That's what that verse is saying. Not stay at home because out there it's all bad. No, what it's trying to say is the world has turned in a way that it's sucking you to the white stones. Does that make sense? That's actually what Paul's saying. So don't be unwise, but understand. What Understand what? You're going you're gonna to like, Sam, how did you do this? Understand that you're called. Understand that you're appointed to make a difference. Understand that you weren't just placed on this earth to live and die. You're here because God's got a plan and a purpose. He's got a will for you to be the best husband or wife, to be the best um, father or mother, to be the best son or daughter, to be the best employee that you can be. Do, do you see that? That's the point. It's, it's here saying, be smart, count it up, but be aware that the world right now will suck you to all the white stones. It will. And, and you'll see it. Every ad you see on TV is sucking you away from family, sucking you away from community, sucking you away from church to spending money, getting more toys, getting a new PlayStation. That's how the world is. That's what it means that the days are evil. I hope you can. Are you seeing it? So, right now, I can't say anything more other than the fact that I want the band to come back up because the truth is, I'm not, I'm not even here this afternoon. I'm going home. And where you go home, so band, you guys can come. Where you go home is only the Holy Spirit. 
And he, the Holy Spirit, he's the only one that is going to help you go, oh, hold on, how am I spending my time? When I get to Wednesday, am I going to be focusing all on the white stones again? Because if we put it first, if we put God first, if we're intentional with our time, our relationship with God will go to a new place. Our effectiveness and all the things we're called to will change, but it starts with that. I hope God's spoken to you this morning. So I just want us to stand up and what are we going to do? Okay, Jesus at the center, beautiful. I want us to sing the song, not as a, let's sing a song, but God, help me to make you my first priority. Help me to put you at the center of everything I do. 